Ow. Mental health care is horrible in Gotham. No wonder they have supervillains. Welcome to We're Not Critics, or Torn ACL Central. AJ, show the good people your cane. This is his cane. I brought mine in solidarity. It's pink and his is gold. So, AJ Torn... like a copper... Yeah. He got it at mm, CVS. Mm, yeah. yeah, he was just pretending to be a Tuscan Raider. So, AJ tore his ACL. And uh, if you haven't listened to me in like two seconds... You may not have heard that, oh, I tore my ACL too about three years ago. So, been there, done that. Uh, we're going to have a lot of time on our hands. So, this episode is about our ride or die favorite movies. We will never get rid of these DVDs. They have seen us through some hard times, and they are going to see us through AJ's convalescence. Also, I have to apologize for us not doing a uh, Bollywood thing this episode. Well... Barely certain on the last one, I said the next thing we should do is a Bollywood episode. So all I can say is go watch Royal Stag Films on YouTube. I think that's what they're called. A, a, a subscriber suggested them, and they're they're pretty awesome. Yeah. We watched one. It was very sad. It was very cool. Go uh, go check them out. Yeah, it's these video shorts. So yes, thirty minutes. If you want Bollywood. Or Indian film in general in 30 minutes instead of three hours. There you go. Yeah. So today, keeping with tradition, I am having some whiskey, but I'm having, instead of TX, I'm having Blackland whiskey, which is made right here in Fort Worth, Texas. So yeah, sorry about the Bollywood thing. We kind of had other things on our hands, like AJ tearing his ACL. So that's been fun. Anyway, you want to get started with our list? Okay. Okay, the first one is Annie, the musical. This has been one of my favorites since I was a child, and it is one of the DVDs we watched during the Great Texas Snowstorm, Ice Storm people, of 2021. Where people died. Yeah, thanks to our awful governor and ERCOT, but that's another story for another day. So I, I like musicals. I like dancing, all of that. I didn't think AJ was really a musical sing and dance type of guy, but he loves this movie. It depends on who made it. Okay, so why do you love Annie? Whoever made, uh, whoever wrote Sweeney Todd, I like Sweeney Todd, but I hate all of his musicals. I fucking hate him. Aggressively. I don't hate this. <laughs> I really like Annie. Annie is not by Stephen Sondheim. I was, yeah, there you go. That guy. I can't stand the way he writes musicals. That's exactly the type of music I think of when I think of dorky-ass musicals I cannot stand. Uh, well, this is not a dorky-ass musical. This is badass. I mean, yeah, it's about, like, a, a homeless orphan in the Great Depression. And they it's all do cool. gymnastics. And Carol Burnett, I was watching the last season of Better Call Saul today, and Carol Burnett is in a couple of episodes, and I was just thinking about Miss Hannigan singing the little girl song when she's drunk. Little girl, little girl. Yeah. yeah, so Annie's awesome. The, the, the acting, the the people they got to be the personalities of these characters, all it's all really the dancing, it's amazing. Everything Tim Curry's in it. It's um <laughs> it's there's some some characters who aren't treated that well racially. <laughs> like the the asp has to have a gong, a gong and stuff. And He's Asian, shit. so they've got to um, have Asian music but, playing. But, but yeah. the actual characters, they're cool. Like, yeah. I enjoyed them. Yes. Um, bon job! 
Anyway. Drop page. Okay, next one is Black Dynamite starring Michael J. White. And you, why don't you talk about this one? Because you picked this up in Half Price Books, which is this used book and CD and movie store in Texas. I'm not and even sure how I landed on He insisted on, on, on buying that. this. It was probably just because I was like, Michael J. White, comedy. I've never seen this before. And I, w I wish I had seen more like the types of films that in the style that this is based on it's, so it, I could appreciate it more. Like 70s exploitation. Even films. if you don't have a good history with those films, it's still hilarious. So I wish Michael J. White had more options to be funny because <laughs> he's hilarious in this. And it was like just, it seemed like it was a bunch of friends got together and they did whatever the fuck they wanted and they, you know, took parts from black exploitation and like kung fu movies and... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing else like it. Machete is similar, mm -hmm. but it even then, it like nothing is the same as this. Machete is not silly the way this is silly. No, this, this is, ridiculous. is silly. It's really silly, and it's very quotable. We'll we'll just randomly quote it to each other. Orphans. I used to be an orphan. <laughs> okay, next one is an animated film, Batman Gotham by Gaslight, which we've mentioned before. The, this is what you call. Elseworld comics, I think, is what does like that mean? it. It's an offshoot. It's not a part of the. Not part of the canon. It, it could either be just like cool idea for villains and stuff, or it could be like a world change, sort of thing. And that's what this is. It's like it's in the pig universe, the 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 babe universe, because it's like sort of London. Okay, and can it's I pause sort you of for America. a minute? When you said pig, I thought you meant the movie pig. pig. Yeah. I thought you meant the movie Pig with Nicolas Cage, and I'm like, how is it in the pig Nicolas Cage universe? In the babe universe, and explain why. But, Sorry, I, I just was. It's well, I had to mention it, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> so I'll reiterate, it's not England. It's not America. It's not Australia. It's just Canada. It okay, it's it's white people land. I don't know. It's some have it's, British accents. Some have American accents. It, it looks like eighteen nineties London. Yeah, it looks like it's a, a like a little. Some parts are a little suburban place in England and other parts it's straight up London and then, but it's supposed to be New York or something. And well, it, it's Gotham. So it's like, well, yeah, just it's a big it's... hodgepodge. There's a bunch of movies in this universe. We've mentioned them in other podcast episodes, but one day we'll just have to do an explanation yeah, that... of the Babe, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory sort of universe. That's that's off topic. So this one has a Jack the Ripper type of killer, and so that's the mystery, and Bruce Wayne slash Batman has to go after them, and it's cool because it's all, like, 19th century weapons and 19th century technology. Yeah, Batman almost fits in that time period better than in a modern time period, because in mm -hmm. a modern time period, you have all these obvious questions that you're like well that didn't make any sense because me but um it's harder to do that yeah with, like, or, or you can explain things away with magical technology yeah. which back then they didn't have it's basically yeah batman does that a lot oh no there's no way we could trace this signature of this thing oh that's fine i'll just re-engineer this lawnmower and uh it'll take me to the riddler like yeah calm down batman this is probably the my favorite like alternate world idea of batman mm -hmm. so speaking of tim curry from annie we have the classic it stephen king's it from 1990 with tim curry as pennywise the clown yeah, he was pretty 
terrifying. He was. He's also, like, he's good as a clown. He's like, an asshole. Hiya, Georgie. <laughs> he makes me laugh. But I stay stay away because it's Pennywise. Now, I, I liked some things about how Bill Skarsgård played Pennywise, like Under the Bleachers with the Firefly, that part. But we hated the new yeah. version of It hated it we knew it when we went to the theater we're like this is awful we hate the this so much first one was okay well it the was made sequel, for tv terrible. oh yeah the one the first half um, part one yeah it was okay yeah but, but, but yeah like pennywise comes off kind of like like a child mentally almost. challenged like yeah he comes off like a child child like childish tim curry if he wasn't uh an evil child murdering Oh, there goes our light. Um, oh, our ring light e- e- Eater of worlds. Then he would seem like a cool guy. <laughs> like, like he would probably be able to get along with kids really well. He would talk to them like adults. He wouldn't belittle them. And he'd be able to keep their attention. And you can sort of get why some people, like, let themselves get too close. The new one, I don't know why you would even walk up to that dude. There's no way. It, but... Yeah, Tim Curry's the shit. It's a better adaptation to the book. It is. It stays more true to the book. And granted, they 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 were both about four hours long On total. An so ABC they had time. family miniseries. Like how? Like, how did you? Yeah. Why would that be a mini? Uh, like I get why it would be a miniseries, but why that subject for ABC Family? But they did such a good job, and they it's did. actually based in the right time periods. Yeah. So we. Could... I'm sorry. You don't have to update everything well but there was this thing for a while with that and stranger things where everybody was yeah with the 80s now i'm seeing things on instagram with like obsession with the 90s and 2000s so i was a child in the 80s i was a teenager and a college student in the 90s i get the nostalgia but it's kind of lame that there is this trend of let's make it the 80s in all these movies and tv shows i I think we're past that because the gen x people are tired i don't know if we'll really get that for the 90s and 2000s i will know if i see a scene where a kid is using one of those one foot jump rope things oh yeah then i remember I will that know if well it's 90s. i think it's i see it more as like little quick real trends on instagram like this chick had a dress with a little white t-shirt under it which i had one of those and a backpack purse and lip smackers so it's more of like let's look at the fashion and the music the music was pretty good from the 90s and the 2000s. But anyway, this is not a comparison of the <laughs> It movies. So back to real stuff from the 90s. We just like to hold on yeah. to the good one. Yeah, the is good our one. point. Yeah, we hated the new one. Love the old one. Okay, next one that we will never get rid of is Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, so amazing. We've talked about this a couple of times in our podcast. When we went to see it, I didn't know what to expect. I just knew... Something was out there. I remember sitting I, with him at the table saying, you want to go see this Joker movie? Yeah, I was very on the, I was like, eh. Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah, but I'm sitting like. there and and I have mental illnesses, which I've talked about on here before. And I, I leaned over to him at one point and I was like, I feel seen. And so it's, I know they're kind of making stuff up with the laughing, but, and as some of it is. It's kind of a real thing. It does. Yeah. Like a, a nervous tick, like, yeah, a, like Tourette's like, or something like that. But I felt like the depiction of mental illness was more accurate in this than I've seen in other movies that are kind of more real world depicting mental illness. Yeah, which makes me wonder, I wonder how a sequel would show Arkham Asylum and things because 
Uh, it just seems like that's the go-to for everything in Batman. Is like, and they are terrible at Arkham Asylum. It's it's like a Romanian orphanage from the nineteen sixties. Like, what if we just all we stuck them in a big pit and it's let horrible. them fight it out? Mental health care is horrible in Gotham. No wonder they have supervillains. So yeah, that it. I could see some people being like, "No, the Joker's supposed to be like, like so out there that you can't." empathize with him but if you think about this as like maybe the original joker because the comics have this one storyline where there's like three if you think of him as like the original person who inspires the later what you're used to psycho joker and he's you know he's had a shit life he's fucking and no one treated him right then it's it's much better. I kind of like it as a standalone it's so movie. Good. It's so good. And then there have been comparisons to Taxi Driver, which I get. Uh, I'd seen Taxi Driver before I saw this, and then I made AJ watch Taxi Driver afterwards, and it's kind of the same. Just like this yeah. scummy city. Mm-hmm. There's this one guy who's mentally troubled, and he wants to kind of fight back. And ironically, it was it was Robert De Niro in Taxi Driver who has a role in Joker. Yeah, so, you know, stamp approval yeah. from them. And I like that it calls out fucking... Bruce Wayne's dad. <laughs> oh, being a, yeah, and they make Thomas Wayne an asshole. Like, I'm sorry, but... By the time he... was he... probably a dick, a billionaire in, in that time period that somehow can't find... Well, I don't get it. All these lazy piece of shit fucking clowns no one, around. No one wants to work anymore. I mean, life yeah. sucks for everybody. Leave people alone. You know, by the time he walked into that alley behind the movie theater, I was like, bye, good, uh, good. I mean, okay. I don't want it to happen, but... I do. I won't be, feel bad Fuck for Thomas you. Fuck Thomas Wayne. All right. Next one is Lonesome Dove, the miniseries based on Larry McMurtry's Pulitzer Prize winning novel. And I think we've talked about this briefly. It's part of our Summer Chill series. Mm. We have both listened to the audio version book, all 37 hours of it, and Oof, the sequel, Streets of Laredo. Uh, I, I recommend really the book above lonesome dove because such it's so incredibly written but there's a lot it's it's pretty good adaptation there are some differences and i actually cried at one part in this that i wasn't expecting because i was kind of thinking about what was happening in the book it was after something really bad happens to one of the female characters and she cries and i'm crying and gus is crying so Robert, or I almost said Robert De Niro. Robert Duvall is so good as Gus McRae, and I really do picture him as Gus. Yeah. In the um, book, the only now that we've listened to the the audiobook, the only thing I I love uh, Tommy Lee Jones, mm-hmm. but ha- we watched it first. Wait a while, audiobook came back. He is not Call from the books. He smiles too much. Yeah, he's too fucking happy. Mm-hmm. I enjoy him, and oh. he's a good character in his own version of Call, but it's just, it's a different dude. Mm-hmm. And I, I do like, now we're not doing a comparison, but I do like that, you know, he's hard to understand mm-hmm. in the book. He's the only one that doesn't really get, Larry McMurtry goes into everybody's head in the book, except for Call. So yeah. I thought that was an interesting choice. just a hard person yeah. to understand. But back to the so. miniseries, I had always avoided it. I grew up in West Texas. It's too country. I have this weird relationship with West Texas. Like, now I'm super nostalgic and homesick for it. But back then, I didn't want to listen to country music 
or do the things that my little classmates did because I thought they were all dumb, racist, rednecks, hillbillies. Well, not hillbillies. That's East Texas. Rednecks are in West Texas. I wanted nothing to do with that type of culture. So I always avoided Lonesome Dove and I thought, oh, that's just for those dumb hicks. But we watched the miniseries and it was it was amazing. Then I listened to the book. I'm like, oh my God, I love this. So um, now I, I have changed my ways. I have cowboy boots. Sometimes I listen to country music. Sometimes I let my accent come out. I had avoided it for all this time. I'm like, how many other Westerns have I turned my stupid little nose up at? Because I didn't, I was like, oh, that's for rednecks. Yeah, so I, I am eating my words. I love, love this miniseries, love the book. I love Streets of Laredo. I'm ready to listen to all of Larry McMurtry's books, read all of his books. Yeah, I've never been a big, like, Western person either. Like, as far as film. Um, but Robert Duvall, you know, I can pretty much give whatever he makes a shot. He gets, <laughs> and he does the accent perfectly. I'm really picky. And he's from California. I am so picky about Texas accents in movies and TV shows because every, they always overdo it and they talk like this or they sound like they're from Georgia or something. Like they drop their R's, which isn't a thing in Texas. Or but they're Michael Caine. Or they're Michael Caine. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Robert Duvall does a perfect Texas accent. Let's move on to Old Boy, the original Korean version. I had watched this on Netflix Oh. And then later I watched the American version with Josh Brolin, but I, I really prefer the Korean version. If you wanted a perfect version, you would take everything leading up to the end of the Korean one, and you would add the very end of the American one. Yes, I do kind of prefer That's the, the way the American one That's the one thing they got ends. is the ending, and we won't say what either one of them is. No, because we but, want you to watch it, but this movie's so cool. Korea, Koreans make some good movies. Yeah, uh, suspense and horror stuff, they're really good at. Um, mm -hmm. It's such a weird premise. Just, you, it opens with a drunk asshole just going around town, being vaguely drunk and vaguely asshole-ish, <laughs> and He's he a, gets kidnapped and uh thrown in a room and years and years like go by like 20 years go by yeah. and you know what i was just thinking it feels like the premise of a short story like a guy gets kidnapped and he's left in a room for 20 years but it's based off of a manga hmm. like a japanese manga i think a japanese manga um pretty sure which i think is also very different from the films but anyway um but yeah it, he gets trapped for years and years and years and he decides i guess he's like i'm bored i guess i'll train <laughs> and then he's let out and so he's he tries to solve the mystery of who locked him up and he fights a bunch of people along the way and it's a mystery and there are clues and so it's, it, it's really up. fun it's fucked up both versions are fucked up so I, I recommend both i think i still prefer the korean version but I, I recommend both if you're a fan if you like this version go ahead and watch the one with josh brolin you won't be disappointed it's just a little different. So moving on, Rocky by Sylvester Stallone. Best movie series ever. Best like long running over three movies. Yes. Y you know, like there are some movie, <laughs> some movie series have three or four. And that's like usually the cap. And then there are a couple that are like, we're doing nine. And this is the only one that's good the whole Over way through. Over 30 years. Yeah. And, and this first movie is just so good. The character of Rocky, I love him. He's so sweet. 
And even though he's a big goon who beats people up, but he's he has a good heart. He's very sweet, and, and that shows throughout the whole life cycle of these movies. And and, and we we admire AJ's getting into Stallone. screenwriting. Sylvester Stallone is the shit. Okay, as far as <laughs> like, screenwriting and everything, yeah, he's someone AJ looks up to. I, I've had to send Melanie two little because she's trying to write too a book. No I'm no. I'm an author, not a screenwriter. He's um, a screenwriter. I've tried writing a book too, um, but we I've had to send her two little clips of Sylvester Stallone talking about the way he writes, and he just like the reason I'm faster than anybody else for the most part is I do not stop. Like just get it out, doesn't matter, get it out. Ninety percent probably gonna suck. Then you got something you can work with. It a procrastination is like the devil for people who are writing. Because it's really easy to give into it. Like, uh, help the phone calls. Now, he went so far as, like, he blacked out his windows and ripped the phone out of the wall. But... I'm not going to do that. I'll do that in a smaller dose. But I loved watching an interview he did where he talked about, I hate that people call Rocky a sports movie because it's a, it's a love story mm-hmm. about a guy who, he happens to be a, a down-and-out boxer, and this is his way to feel like he, he's getting his life on track, but it's about him trying to get in a relationship with Adrian. That's the whole point, is this man's trying to get this woman's attention, who she doesn't think she's good enough for anybody either, and it's it's just nice. It Damn is, it. And, and I'm not a big boxing fan. I'm a do martial arts, so I like watching MMA and stuff like that, And but I don't care for boxing movies like Cinderella Man and stuff. I get bored. But I never get bored with the Rocky movies. So, yeah, it's really more about the character of Rocky. And um, it, I guess this runs in the family because my dad loves it. And he was playing it for my niece, who was two. And by the end of it, she was like, Rocky, Rocky. <laughs> so she loves Rocky. All right. Next one is Sideways with Paul Giamatti, Thomas Hayden Church, mm. Virginia Madsen. We've probably Sandra talked o. about this We have multiple like times. Part of the Summer Chill times. series. One of our favorite movies it's about wine, which is funny because AJ does not drink. I he doesn't hate, like wine. I, not yeah. interested. It's just, it's a good story. The acting is so good. And, and you know, Miles by Paul, Paul Giamatti is not a likable character, but he still gives him some pathos and I still feel some sympathy He's for him. And, I, and I'm not one of those yeah. people like, oh, I don't like this character. Therefore, this movie is bad. You have to have unlikable characters. But if you can make me like an unlikable character... And still feel sorry for them, or at least see their side of the story. Yeah. Then that's some good writing and some good acting. Like, if you took Paul Giamatti out of it, I don't know. Like, the character would probably still work out with another good actor. I would think. I don't know. Like, like we've read the books, and I hate Miles in the book. Oh, like, I hate him. He's yeah. such an asshole, and he's... But not a fun one. No, he and he's lying to himself. He says, he, I'm not a snob. Snobs are people like this. No, dick, you're a snob. Um, they, they, he's fun in his own way. And the, you know, the things he has to go through are interesting in their own ways. But he's not a likable character. It, it's much harder to deal with. Uh, in the sequels, it's fine. But anyway, so um, Paul Giamatti makes you, like, really be okay with following this guy around and just being like, oh because mm-hmm. he's that kind sucks. of he's kind of an insufferable person but i can still i don't like him i never will like miles but i this, feel i feel bad for him and i want to see what happens to him I, and i want good things to happen for i him. believe this version of miles knows how to be a personable person yeah i do not believe that the book miles knows how to do that 
He write. It, he has no soul. He is written to look like he can be, and in the sequel book, where it's sort of like he is actively telling his own story and he's talking about his previous story. They're all first person. It's made to look like he's he's a person people want to be around. I don't get it at all. But in this, I can see him turning on the charm sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, he knows how to be a real human being. Mm -hmm. He just happens to be kind of an asshole. <laughs> yeah, and it's just a chill movie. This is one of those that I just, I can watch every, like, six it's months It's a great over buddy comedy. Again. It is a good buddy comedy. And Thomas Hayden Church is hilarious. So the next movie is a very niche movie, Stick It, yeah. by the same writer who did Bring It On, which was about cheerleaders. And Stick It is about gymnastics. They don't call it gymnastics. <sighs> and I, I haven't done gym. Neither one of us have done gymnastics, but we well, like to not, watch well, it. Well, I've done gymnastic training. That's right, you as have. As an adult, like yeah. not as a you know teenager or anything like that. Not like, you know what the women do where they mm -hmm. do the floor stuff and do all the flippy spinning. Jeff Bridges is in it. It takes place in Texas, supposedly. A little bit of Plano at the beginning. It looks like Texas. Houston at the I mean, end. it looks legit. Uh, Uncle Rico's in there a little bit. Uncle Rico is her uh, dad in it. Yeah, I don't know what it is about this movie, but I would never want to get rid of it. No. It's, it's got good music. It's funny. It's, Even it's got some serious parts, but... It's kind of an anti-hero story. It has story. great female protagonists. Mm -hmm. I, d I don't know how to put this, but it it seems like movies, people making movies have a hard time making a really good female protagonist sometimes. Yeah. Especially when it's female-led, like as a film. But in this, I don't know what it is, like uh, if it's Missy Peregrine or what, but I don't know. Like it's, um, no one's insufferable. Except for the ones that are meant to be. And she's still, she, she's troubled. She, and yeah, she's, she's not perfect. Yeah. She, um, she, yeah, she struggles through shit. She but she's, is, She's unlikable in some ways, but that makes us like her. Yeah, she's, uh, she's funny. She's kind of bitchy, but, like, in a way that you can accept. She's not just being a dick to people all the time. I don't know, man. Like, I, th okay, they're written like real people. Mm -hmm. There. They're not written like... They have to be perfect at everything. Yeah, she's or... definitely not a Mary Sue type of character. No. So, I appreciate it for that. So, anyway. moving away from female protagonists, we have Undisputed 3, Redemption, with Scott Atkins. We will never get rid of this. I'm like a little kid. Like, every once in a while, I just have to watch it. And for fun trivia, Scott Atkins does taekwondo like both of us and he tore his ACL just like both of us. And then he fucking filmed Expendables 2. On but it. they tore an ACL. I think it was like, before he had surgery. I watched yeah, the interview. Yeah, he, he was like, yeah, just wrapped it up and. But also, your your Boyka got his leg broken in half by Michael J. White in Undisputed Two, so it has uh, knee rehab, which <laughs> I know intimately. He knows it from watching me go through it, and he's about to go through it himself. So if you've injured your knee, Undisputed Three is a good motivational movie. Yeah, and to go back to my earlier point about female protagonist films. This movie has a sequel. It's all women. It's awful. No, no that's never back down. Is it? Because there's the fourth undisputed where he fights uh, against true. that Ukrainian mob member. This is all Yuri. It's all okay. dudes. My bad. But still, we did a video on that one, so go watch that. Yeah, never it's back awful. down. Yeah, it's, it's... Um, and it's in this. It's you could believe it. They're they're in the same world. 
They could be in the same universe. That's where it gets confusing. In fact, this feel that movie feels more like an undisputed film than it does a Never Back Down and, film. And this is the first time I'd seen Scott Adkins in a movie, and I know he's British. I've watched several interviews with him. I've seen several movies now, but it sounds weird to hear his real accent. I'm so used to that Yuri Boyka, that uh, that Russian accent. Whether it's a good one or not, that's how I picture Scott Adkins. Yeah, fucking is, Americans. Yeah, yeah something. Like that, like I wish I could think of an actual good line. He also doesn't talk much, so yeah. You know, so he's an interesting. You kind of want to know more about him, and you never do. Definitely a good anti-hero. And then also, there's a really good side character named Gaga, who's a Russian guy who's just in it. He's kind of a, a Russian gangster, and he's in it for the money. Um, he helps Yuri out every once in a while. And he's always eating something. And he's just funny. Like, we wanted him so badly. Like, a couple of movies were like, I wish Gaga would just show up and say something funny. Yeah, I'm, I hate that he wasn't in the fourth one somehow. No, I wish be... so badly he was in that one. Uh, because he's like, it feels like they just had a little side character. And the dude that was playing it was like, can I, like, have this weird thing with, like, my diet? Where, like, in the first time you see me in the first movie... I'm in, I'm eating, like, burgers and fries constantly, and then in the second movie, all I do is eat vegetables and bitch about how hungry I am all fucking, all fucking day. Yeah, like, I love Gaga. It's, he's so interesting. Yeah. And he's also kind of a dick. Um, he's definitely a bad guy, but he makes you like him. He's so. fun. I, I kind of want, you know what I want is, there's another character in here named Turbo, Turbo. who's an American guy, and he and Gaga kind of escaped together and i so wanted a buddy comedy of gaga and turbo yeah just tearing it up making money doing illegal shit turbo and gaga make that a thing okay our last two are animated movies the next one is watership down based on richard adams novel and i I have to admit, I fell asleep the first time I watched this because I thought it was boring. But then I read Watership Down, which I'd never read as a child or anything, and I loved the book. And it's just about like it's just about rabbits. Even Richard Adams wrote a note at the beginning. It was like this is not symbolic of anything. It's just rabbits. But it's so freaking good. And so then we rewatched it, and it follows the book really closely, and it's good. It's an amazing ad adaptation. Um... This is on the list because of me. That's, that's yeah, all there that, is to it. Yeah, this is his pick. Um, I fucking love this movie. I watched it when I was like 18 because it, at some point, you know, you hit that age where you're like, hmm, what are like fucked up kids movies <laughs> or whatever? This isn't really a kids movie though. Well, I mean, shouldn't be, but kind of is. Um, oh, just because it's animated. Warner Brothers it. animation. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like they marketed it to adults. No, but in America, that's still like, oh, if it's Richard animated, Adams it's wrote kids. this for his daughters, yeah, who true. were kids. Yes. So, okay, I felt watching it like it was taking this really simple story about rabbits trying to not die and made it feel like almost like a Lord of the Rings quest type of movie. Yeah, um, for real. It feels that important, even though. It's just a bunch of rabbits who are probably only going to live to five years old anyway, finding a new home because human sucks, uh, you know. But there's, like, lore in it, and there's, like, mythology and and stuff that's yeah. cool. And They have a god that they, they worship. Yeah, they have their own language. It sounds kind of Egyptian. There's a pretty scary villain. Oh, yeah, the villain's terrifying. 
um, for a rabbit. Yeah, for a rabbit, he's he's crazy. The he's voices scary. are really good. John yeah. Hurt is one of the main guys. Um, there's several other people you would know if they you read their names. I don't remember them though. So, um, but it's a good fucking movie. It really is. And it is. was such a random find. I w- it was so random that I found it at all. I wouldn't want to let it go. So no, and we've got most of these at half price books, which I mentioned earlier. It's a Texas chain. It started in Dallas. Of used books, but they also have CDs, records, Xbox games. And one day they will take over the world, DVDs. like Amazon. I love them. I have Maybe. bought and sold so many things through Half Price Books. So it's rare that I buy anything new. I just go to Half Price Books. All right, the last one is something we bought new because it was amazing. It almost fell out of the case. Is <laughs> your name. Why don't you talk oh. about this one? Because you saw it first and then you got me into it. And you're more of the anime person than I am. I mean, it doesn't. you don't need to be anime entrenched to watch it it's just uh, it's the most interesting like i know gender blender is a thing and i'm not really i don't care one way or another about that genre that mini genre but it's probably the most interesting most well-executed gender blender i've ever seen or heard about it's kind of like the lake house but good so this boy and girl will sometimes switch bodies and it's kind of in different timelines too well it's it that's all we're saying. That's it. That's because all we're that's already sort of a little like, huh? What? Yeah, I don't want to give too much away. And it's, it's the animation is beautiful. I think we talked about it. We did an episode on anime for people who hate anime because I was one of those people who thought I hated anime. It's just a good movie. It doesn't matter that it's an, a Japanese animated movie. No, uh, the only complaint because I I don't watch subs like. I don't fuck you. I don't care. And that means subtitles. <laughs> like, yeah, um, you listen to it in Japanese and you read I, the English. I subtitles. I watch dubs and oh yeah, if you're just listening to this when I say fuck you, I just mean nerds, weebs. I don't. He didn't say that to me. No, um, <laughs> just like you're fucking man. Anyway, um, I watch dubs. Okay, it's hard for me to read and then pay attention to what's going on. I'm I'm going blind. Fuck you. Anyway, so dubs are cool, but. The guy that does the music, the music's really good in the movie. It's all done by one band, and I'm suddenly, I don't know the name, and sorry, but he has a very good uh, English accent, I guess, Like, but all the songs are translated into English. You should have just left those Japanese. It's the only thing I'll complain about. I don't need the Americanized kind version of, like, of the music for the movie. That was like with Belle. Because yeah. the, the music was better in that, Japanese than it was in English. That was I'm more okay with that because she was a performer yeah, in her other life singer. or whatever. So that I was like more okay with. But in this, I specifically, I've seen both sub and dub. So I know I really, really love the music the first time. In the English, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's not the same. And this has one of those moments, if you're watching it for the first time, where you're like, <gasps> no! Where you think something really bad happens, and if and you're that's all I'm and if say. you're a guy, you'll go like, <laughs> like, that's all you'll do. Oh, you've cried when we watched anime. But in movies, it, moments like this that she's talking about, if you're watching it with a, a, a woman, it generally or someone that's actually, if they, as long as they react to it first, you're just gonna be like. It's okay. It's animated. <laughs> like that's how you're gonna. I react. have sobbed my guts out over over um, anime. So, it's just it's funny. It's 
gonna hit you hard emotionally, all that stuff. It will make you either feel like, like maybe love is real, or it will make you feel like, well, love is never gonna be as good as this. Was it Marvellous who said, man, love no, isn't real? No, it was Terrence. Terrence. Okay, <laughs> one like, of his friends watched it was like, man, love isn't real. Like, a love like this doesn't exist. I'll never <laughs> be like this. Um, so, yeah, it'll hit you. It'll yeah, hit you. Um, very, very good movie. I, I don't know if it's... It, it's probably on Crunchyroll, but if you don't subscribe to that, it's Actually, currently, not. right now, it is. It, it They don't always have films. Oh, okay. But Suzume is out in theaters, so right now, they're showing a bunch of that guy's movies. This is one of them. So, oh, if, if you watch this and Suzume is in your area, I doubt it is. It's been out for, like, a week, so it's already gone, probably, because anime movies don't get to stay in theaters very long. But if it is... Go watch that shit. I haven't done that yet, but... We've been a little busy with his torn ACL. Yeah. We will... I'm pretty sure I'm going to go watch the Spider-Verse movie, but yeah, I'm not going to the theater right now for Suzume. Sorry. I know it's going to be good. I guess I'm driving him to see the Spider-Verse movie. I... Yeah. Okay. Deal with it. <laughs> I guess we're doing that. Can I talk about honorable mentions? Yeah, now we can get to Okay, so this mentions. this will be quick. So we were going through our DVDs and like, oh, I love this one. I don't want to get rid of this one. So these are our ride or die in this stack that we went through. And these are honorable mentions that are pretty good, but we don't we just don't watch them as often. So first I have Australia, which is a big epic film by Boz Lerman. It's it's like a classic film. It's a modern classic yeah it's kind of like a classic epic movie next one is cruel intentions with reese witherspoon and ryan Phillippe. and if you're in your 40s you know this movie it's hilarious like it's serious but also funny on purpose number three is the descent which is a really great horror movie it's it's very unique yeah it's good uh the next one is dumb and dumber which i saw when it came out with my brother and we've been quoting it ever since so i'll probably never stop thinking that movie is funny um exorcist 3 going back to horror yes the third exorcist movie usually when you get to two or three in horror series other than sinister they're not good but this is george c scott general Patton, ebenezer scrooge i think he was an academy award winning george c scott is in this movie and he acts his ass off it's so good it's just a good as long as you accept some of the premises of the movie it's a good ass movie it's kind of it's like the Planet of the Apes films, they're really fucking good if you accept the weirdness of that title. Um, yeah. Also, uh, George C. Scott and his his priest best friend are amazing. Yeah, I, I really, would, I want a I buddy would, movie of those I want two. Sideways, but like their life version of Sideways. Yeah. Like, I would, he buys him a fucking penguin. But then talk shit to him while he does it to help him while he's in the hospital. Yeah, it's they, funny. It's... George C. Scott is a cop and his best friend's a priest and they talk mad shit to each other all the time. But they love each other as best friends. So anyway, last one on our list is Unleashed with Jet Li and Bob Hoskins as a pretty scary villain. He's got the voice for it. Even yeah. though he's short and round and Oh, he old. was scary. Yeah. It was, it's a really good movie. It's got this weird, sad premise. As Morgan Freeman said... That man could talk some serious shit. Yeah, so that's a it's like an action movie, but it's a good it's a good thriller if you don't like action movies. It's on that list because I don't actually care for Jet Li that much. But I love that movie. Yeah. I like him in Fearless. That's his other like best martial arts movie ever. I but liked, I liked the one. 
That was cool. That's so dumb. I liked it. It was enjoyable, but it's so dumb. Yeah. Okay. If you want to see us argue about movies, you can find us at We're Not Critics on YouTube. Listen on Spotify and iTunes. AJ's yawning, so it's about that time to wrap it up. I did not yawn. You yawned before, so now I know it's wrapped. When? Before. How long before? Oh my god, I'm not doing this. Minutes before? Anyway, we are also... Seconds before. (laughs) We are also on Instagram at We're Not Critics, so tell us some of your favorite ride-or-die movies you will never get rid of. I didn't yawn. (laughs) 